Right, 17 minutes after 11 o'clock, we start with our Family Matters feature and we are discussing disconnection that some people feel from their family. Do you feel emotionally disconnected from your family? Uh, maybe from some of your family members, your sibling, maybe your parent. And what do you think is the reason for that lack of emotional connection. Some people are disconnected from their family because of conflict. It could be because of the lack of support. Maybe you felt you didn't receive the support you needed from whether it's your sibling or your parent or just a broader family. Uh, some people are disconnected from their families, uh, their parents, their siblings, because of maybe physical abuse, emotional or even sexual abuse. Hmm? Maybe for you, it was that your parent or sibling was struggling with substance abuse uh, or maybe it, there was favoritism in the household and you were the neglected child or maybe you've got different value systems or lifestyles what's your story what do you think has made you drift away from your family hmm? and do you want to salvage those relationships because there are numerous ways to rebuild a healthy connection with your family which is what will also uh, look at in our discussion. Heidi Nessler is a social worker who's going to guide us through this conversation. Uh, but I'll be taking your experiences, your inputs, and your questions on 011-8830702 on the WhatsApp line 072-702-1702. Heidi, thank you for making time for us. Good morning. Hi, Clement. Thank you for having me and how lovely to be speaking with you again. What are some of the reasons, especially the common ones, for, for people to feel this emotional disconnection from their families? It's such a broad question, but and, 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 I, and I had the sense that you already answered so many of the, the common reasons. Um, it's quite a wide-ranging... Um, I'd love to say a specific number of reasons, but there's so many possible reasons, and I thought you you... I, I love the way you, you emphasized um, an emotional connection. So although we sometimes have a physical distance or separation or separateness, um, you are talking about feeling of sort of being emotionally disconnected or, um, and, and I suppose that's, there's a varying degree of that. And yeah, I mean, some of the reasons are pretty circumstantial, the way you've already mentioned. But I think it's important to also recognize that sometimes, and I want to be careful how I say this, sometimes feeling disconnected from family or from loved ones or from people who are usually close to you needs to be taken seriously as a as a as a as an indicator of of um, it's pretty, you know as an indicator of perhaps being a bit depressed or being perhaps um, preoccupied. Um, but I'm assuming that you're not talking about that so much as, you know, what gets in the way of and what sometimes interrupts connection in families. Um, and I think mm. all the things that you mentioned um, are there sometimes sense of injury, sometimes a history, sometimes, 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 sometimes um, very normal, ordinary reasons like you know you're growing up you're a teenager you have 
the, the, the whole um, experience of being a teenager involves sort of separating to some extent from your parents. Um, sometimes you're perhaps in, in, a, in, in a marriage and sometimes, um, you know, you're not quite as connected as you used to once be. So connectedness is such a basic human need and it's very sensitive. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm mm. giving a long answer to a, a, a very complex question. And I think at this time of the year, um, I think we become particularly aware and conscious of connectedness and we, mm. we perhaps long for family or we get anxious because, oh, my God, you know, Christmas is coming and I'm going to have to be with the family. Mm. I mean, there's such a wide range of possibilities. I'd, I'd love to hear what your listeners are feeling or experiencing. Yeah, it's and, a great question. Yeah, and, and we're going to go to to their calls in, in a moment and, and their WhatsApp uh, voice notes. But but yeah, Heidi, I mean, you, you mentioned this, you know, Christmas period. That's also um, coming up there. A lot of uh, people out there who are thinking, oh, goodness, I have to now go and engage uh, with these people. You know, there are some people who don't even like uh, going home or their parents or siblings visiting them or, you know, vice versa, because they just feel I cannot yeah. take a day, um, with these people and, and for a number of, of, of reason. But how do you know then? How can we as individuals know if, um, we are disconnected from our, from, from our families? Cause some, some people maybe perhaps, um, haven't taken some time to reflect on that. They just think, oh, well, it's normal. Oh. My dad was not so close to me or, you know, oh, I grew up when my dad oh. was a bit abusive and therefore that created oh. the space and it's normal. So they've normalized oh. it, so to speak. So what are the signs to look out for to know that, oh, actually this speaks to, there's some serious disconnection here. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, again, I suppose the obvious or the, the quick answer that comes to my mind is that you feel it, but that assumes that you're aware of it. So sometimes it's that you become aware of, gosh, actually, I'm not feeling very connected to my family mm. or God, the, the holidays. And by the way, Christmas is, of course, only for some people. Other people think of it as the end of the year and for other reasons. Um, it, it doesn't have to be specifically Christmas. But um, yeah, how does one become aware? I suppose you, you mentioned the idea of reflecting this time of year is such an evocative time of year, isn't it? We, we get um, so many reminders and associations and memories, and some of them are wonderful memories, and ironically, those can make us feel sad, funnily enough. You know, we used to have such lovely Christmases, and now we're separated, and we're all distant from each other, and I long for the old days. Or, wow, it's the end of the year, and maybe it's a Maybe this year we can we can kind of do better with our connections. Maybe maybe we can build on those. Use this as an opportunity to mm. get closer. But, but I mean, the whole idea of connectedness, as you're suggesting, is just so important for us. We are human beings and we are social creatures. Mm. And family, whether we like them or not. We're going to be a bit irreverent. We don't always like our families. We don't always have the perfect family. Or we might have um, family somewhere that, that sometimes we like and sometimes we don't. I mean, it's not a static thing. 
So mm. how do we know? Yeah. Um, I was thinking of some simple things like um, I, birthdays, for instance. I've got, I, I have twin grandchildren and twin granddaughters, and it was their birthday recently. And and I wanted to do what I usually do, which is send a WhatsApp. They live some distance from me. And then I thought, actually, I haven't really spoken with them, really had a meaningful conversation with them for ages. Mm. I don't really know how they are or, you know, I'm sort of feeling a bit disconnected. I, it's quite funny that, that this topic has come up now because I was thinking about this last week already. Mm. And mm. and so I, I did my usual send a WhatsApp happy birthday with lots of emojis. I mean, you know, we can get a little lazy with all these devices that we now have. And then I thought, no, actually, I feel like seeing them. I, and I and we had a video, we had a video call then. And and I thought, I don't know why I don't do that more often. So that's one of my New Year resolutions from today going forward is that I'm going to make more of an effort to to stay in touch and not just say, how are you? What are you doing? Because I always get the same answer: not much. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? But, you know, really, you know, what, I asked them to introduce themselves to me. I said to them, I'm feeling so kind of out of touch with you. Yeah. Talk to me. I want to hear about you. Um, sorry, I'm rambling a little bit going on and on, but it's an exciting question, actually. Yeah, let, let, let's, let's hear from, from our listeners now. Um, there are many of them sharing their experiences of uh, what they think Great. is the reason for the disconnection they feel. Um, from okay. some of their family members. Okay. Hi, Clement. I am disconnected from my dad, and I am trying to. Oh, I think it's, he's also trying lately to rebuild that connection that we. I don't know if I can even say we once had, because I, I don't think we ever had. But my dad, growing up, would always threaten me and my sister that he will cut us out of his life that you can always just live our life. So I think when I grew, I then said, you know what, let me remove myself out of this person's life before he can even cut me out. And I think it caused a lot of resentment because I felt like he was the first man that, I, that I've ever had to chase, that it even set up a tone for most of my relationships where I felt like I needed to chase me and I needed to, to do something for them to love me and stuff like that. But now I actually felt more love and when my father-in-law passed away, I was shattered because I felt like I lost my dad. So I'm struggling to connect with my dad so much. And people think that I'm angry. I'm not angry at him. I just don't feel nothing for him. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And Heidi, I can imagine that's a reality for, for many some people out there. Yeah, I'm sure it is. And, and of course, what we're talking about is that, you know, I suppose once trust or some kind of safety has been threatened or removed or hasn't developed you know it's it's there isn't a switch that can automatically switch it on um it, it, it would take time to to literally not only build a relationship to begin with but but perhaps also to to heal from a from a, from an earlier injury but what I thought was 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 perhaps promising was, um, I mean, first of all, it's understandable that what you're saying is that you you, you made a decision to protect yourself mm. um, and 
And in order to do that, you needed to withdraw from something that felt very threatening for you to avoid pain. Um, but it's interesting that you're thinking about it now. And, and I think, I think, I suppose it also says things can change. Um, I don't know why dad is now trying to contact you, but it's not unusual that people sometimes do. But of course, it's going to raise a complex range of feelings for you. And, um, it's worth thinking about and taking your time to reflect. Mm. Um, and my hope would always be that people can, and sometimes it's later in life, you know, when people are more mature or people are older, they get together and they can, in fact, work things out. They might not work things out perfectly in the Hollywood kind of way, but it might give you give you some some relief to actually be able to tell him how you feel and you know establish mm. why he's wanting contact now and mm. you're in a different place to where you were when you were small and didn't have that many options yeah. I don't know if that helps you at all but it sounds like a painful experience that you mm. that you had yeah. um, but you know what we heal from pain and we 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 sort of get second chances later in life sometimes, and I, I really hope you, you, you're able to, to work this one out. And, and sometimes it helps to talk with someone neutral to help you, you know, get your own thoughts and your own feelings uh, into your own perspective. Yeah. Um, if that right. makes any sense. Yeah, we'll, we'll take some more of, of these WhatsApp voice notes and calls after the latest in Eyewitness News headlines. 702 Family Matters Let's go straight to your WhatsApp voice notes. Are you feeling this emotional, physical disconnection from your family? And what do you think is the reason behind that? Hi Clement. I am disconnected from my dad and I am trying to... Morning Clement. I always had a fair connection to my father, even though we're not living together, but the connection was decent enough, you know. Now, we had this disconnection, absolute disconnection after he married someone who is almost my age, you know, three times younger, three or four times younger than him. And uh, then he didn't want to have nothing to do with me. And I'm the oldest uh, from him. And now uh, when I looked at the will after he died, he died about two years back, he had given his millions, um, like millions of money to this young girl that um, I... He met just before we had this disconnection. So sometimes these things are difficult. Uh, there are some other components that make this disconnection, which is not directly to the parent, mm. but which is an outside influence. So I think that's uh, part of the problem that we're having with these disconnections. Thank you. Mm, sure. Yeah. Thank you for, for the WhatsApp voice yeah. notes. Um, so, yeah, he wasn't happy clearly with, uh, the parent marrying someone who is his age as the firstborn. And it's so tricky, oh, oh. Heidi, isn't it? Because, I mean, at what point do we allow our parents to exercise, you know, their, you know, autonomy and discretion to decide on who they love? I mean, obviously here we're not talking about a dad who's going to go and, and marry an underage, you know, person. That's a different conversation. But, if your dad has fallen in love with someone and you feel that person is too young, like do you do you even impose the views, quote unquote, and I say impose in inverted commas, do you tell your parent how you feel 
about their new love uh-huh. or do you just respect that this is someone they've fallen in love with and, and they deserve to find love too? It's so tricky. How do you navigate uh, that as, as, as the children? If, if I can come in here, you know, I, I really like the word navigate that, that was used when, when I was invited to talk because it, it makes me think of a journey, of a complex journey and all the things that are needed um, to, to go sailing into life. And, and, and I suppose what your last caller was touching on was such a, such a sense of injury. Um, and, and it might connect to what you touched on earlier, which was, you know, how do you know if you want to? How do you know if you want to establish a relationship? And I suppose that, that implies that actually one can decide, you know, what does one want to repair? How, how much does something matter? And, um, yeah, I mean, I think so many complex interruptions to family relationships mm. happen, whether it's physical moving away, whether it's remarriage, whether it's having, having you know, another child coming into the marriage um, for that first child is, is already quite a big change, isn't it? Mm. Um, but perhaps the, the good news is that when we are older, when we are grown-ups, I'm going to use childlike language because I think, I think the small child lives within us all the time, still lives. The inner child is always there with us. And sometimes it's an injured child or a, a lonely child or a, a child that feels hard done by and perhaps was unfairly treated. Um, and of course, the other is also true that sometimes it's a loved child, a free child, a, a, a secure feeling child. But if it's an injured child, then um, the good news is that perhaps there is always a chance of at the very least acknowledging to oneself what actually might have happened, that it, it would not be your fault. It mm. would not necessarily even be the fault of another. It could sometimes be circumstantial. So there's something about being able to think and reflect, and sometimes things like birthdays, end-of-the-year events, Christmas gatherings, funerals, of course, uh, weddings, um, create opportunities, but they also stir up all sorts of very difficult, mm. complex feelings. Yeah. And I, I'm suggesting that we take them seriously and perhaps try and use them as an opportunity to to reflect, maybe to reset, not necessarily. I, I believe one has choice in, in what relationships. You don't get to choose your family, though. You know, family is kind of the family you've got. Yeah. But you might be able to choose um, how you manage. That's why I love the word navigate. Um, uh, it made me think of a boat, of a ship, mm, and all the things that are necessary for that journey to weather the storms, to have plain, calm sailing, make use of the time. Um, mm, I don't know. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm, we
uh, with these people, these family members, they feel disconnected from, you know, what they can do to, to mend those relationships. Yes. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, some more yes. WhatsApp voice notes coming through. Good morning, Clement. Uh, I, I disconnected with my father um, about a year ago when I found out that um, she was cheating on my mom and he has a child outside and um, I found out uh, through his phone, Clement, um, clearly the conversations I saw, um, it's something that he's hiding and I don't even think my mom knows that uh, he has a daughter outside of the marriage. Um, he doesn't know that I know, Clement, and sometimes when I look at him, I, I see him differently and uh, it came to a point where I don't even know even right now to even tell my mom or I really don't know Clement. And it even gets worse when he's around Clement, uh, playing like a happy family, what, what. And I know some information that a lot of people in the family don't know. So I don't know if it's my place to, to, to talk about it with my mom or I just should let it go. But at some point, I also feel like uh, I'm betraying my mom. Thank you, Clement. Sure. Wow. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Heidi, I mean... Yeah, that's yeah, such I, a that's painful, a, very difficult position to be in. The one is. who holds a secret about mm. one of the parents. It's a terribly difficult position to be in. Um, yeah. So tricky, and you can hear the pain um, in that exactly. voice. It's, exactly. it's still so so exactly. difficult. <sighs> Good luck, man. Uh, hi, Clement. Um, thank you for this topic. I have a difficult um, disconnection from my cousin's sister with whom I grew up. I've been raising her firstborn child for 12 years with zero input from her. In fact, whenever she gets involved, it resurfaces feelings of resentment for me and causes new psychological challenges with my nephew, which I'm, I'm left to deal with. I've made peace for myself that I don't want her in my life and can love her from a distance. However, I also feel some sense of responsibility to maintain a relationship with her for the sake of our boy, her son. I don't know how to do this safely for him um, and, and, and for myself. And uh, Tando says, uh, Clement, I feel disconnected from my mom. Uh, she shows a lot of narcissistic traits. She speaks negatively upon us, uh, never supports in anything. She's super abusive emotionally. Everything is about her. She very, she's very self-centered and she's never in the wrong. She's always the victim. She's the sweetest person to people outside our family, but we're treated differently. And she says it's called tough love. This has affected our relationship. It's not, it's not just even with my dad. She's just toxic. Um, and often I wonder if this will ever change. Another one says, Clement, this is Wayne from Florida. My mother left my dad and us for four years, I mean, four years ago and went her own way. For many years, we didn't know if she was dead or alive. My dad uh, divorced her and we continued with our lives and my dad remained uh, remarried again. Uh, my stepmother took care of all of us and we are adults now my mother came back into our lives but i'm emotionally disconnected from her i have to lie if i say i still love her now now that we're adults she wants to worry about us but it's too late uh, when we needed her she wasn't there um, we don't need her now she wants to care 
It's just that it's too late. We had to cope without her and the abuse uh, when the parents uh, were still together, that abuse oof, also traumatized us. Yo, um, is it even possible? Because what I'm picking up here, um, Heidi, from these messages I've read, I mean, the constant uh-huh. thread is these people are, off, are wondering whether it's even possible to, to mend this relationship. Um, some are asking, how do I keep that person I'm disconnected from, but within a safe, you know, put him at a love you um be connected with you, but still and be safe. A bit safer, of a distance. A bit of a distance for the safety, especially of the child. So, is it possible? And do you have tips on how people can mend these relationships? How do they even begin to do that? A wonderful question, and I think I suppose the fact that they're they're contacting you and 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 sharing these thoughts is already that they have started it, it's it, it, it's they've begun that particular journey they're thinking about it they're they're aware all those callers have or all those um people who've contacted you have 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 obviously been thinking about this and have reflected and have have um tuned into how they feel and i mean i think that's got to be the beginning um what they do with that um might be that they they, 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 um, as individuals now, as grown adults now, I mean, even, even, even when we're younger, even as adolescents, we, all those stories indicate that somebody made a, made a, made a decision to either, to, to often to, to do what they need to do to take care of themselves, to deal with pain. And, and sometimes, that's more than, that's very necessary. We need to look, it's okay to look after yourself. I mean, it, it sounds as if we need to be given permission to do that. Um, but I think that's terribly important to remember that it's, we, we instinctively look after ourselves, I think. Mm. Um, but we also have this remarkable capacity to heal. But do we heal completely? I mean, I, I often hear that question, can we mend completely? There's that wonderful Japanese tradition, I never remember the name of it, that um, that repairs broken teacups or ceramics with gold and glues them back together again with gold so that the cup looks different afterwards but is dif- different and beautiful in its own way. And I think, you know, all of these experiences, and you can hear how many they are and they're very painful to listen to. Mm. But these are people who have survived. They're people who have are getting on with their lives. We have this remarkable resilience. Um, and, yeah, I, I, how does one hold on to optimism? I, I, I think it's in the small things, you know. It's starting to think about it, starting to feel, starting to trust yourself, starting to say, this is how I feel, and it matters. Um, I love the title of your program, Family Matters. Mm-hmm. It does matter, and we're also dealing with family matters. I love the pun on that word. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose you decide what's important for you. And I, I think you have to have permission to know that some people want more connection with their families than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes if there's been really terrible injury or abuse or I mean, I, I, I suppose this is debatable. Some people will feel differently to me. But I think some things don't have to be forgiven. 
whatever one might mean by that, Mm. but they perhaps do need to be lived with. Um, Mm. And, yeah, again, sorry, I I feel I might be rambling, but these were very painful stories that people shared Mm. with us here today. And my heart goes out to them, but my salute also goes to their courage to raise it, to become aware of it, to share it with others. Yeah. Yeah. I would suggest that if you need to get help with something, for heaven's sake, go and get help with something. You know, these are complex matters to think about all by yourself. Sometimes it's helpful to have, if you're lucky enough to have a friend or a, a parent or a family member or somebody that you can talk with. Yeah, you have to talk. You have to talk to someone um, about it. It's eight minutes. 702 Family Matters Six minutes uh, before 12 o'clock We're wrapping up our conversation Around that physical or emotional disconnection You feel from some of your family members We've been in conversation with Heidi Nessler Who is a social worker Let's go to Mashiro now Who's calling us from Johannesburg Mashiro, good morning Madam Major, good morning I'm a first timer on your show I'm a first time caller Sure, welcome. To you. Good morning, sir. Um, I thought I should call through today because the subject is very close to to my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, the disconnection between myself and my father dates back from 1994, 1993. Mm-hmm. Still remember that. It was something that happened yesterday. Um, to get straight to the point, mm-hmm. I was assisting my son with... Um, a homework. Mm. I've got teen boys. So one of them was doing a homework which had to, uh, something to do with ancestors. And then my mom is late. So he was listing all the relatives that uh, he knows that are late as his ancestors. Mm. And then when listing those uh, 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 late relatives, he mentioned my father as well, mm. who is very much alive. And then I asked him why are you saying um, my father is, is your ancestor? He says, no, but then is he not uh, uh, an ancestor? Because we don't know him. He, he, isn't he dead? Mm. I'm like, no, he is alive. Um, we went to his place when you guys were still young just to uh, introduce you to him. Mm. But in turn, he never made any effort to want to get to know you. Mm. Like, he didn't make any effort to know you uh, know us uh, with your aunt so we've done our part to introduce him to you guys but yeah. then with him um he never saw it fit to get to know you any better beyond the point that mm. uh, uh, introduced you so, mm. so yeah how, how old are they how old are your boys Mashoko? the one you were talking to uh they they are 11. Mm. Oh, did he feel rejected by that how did he take it he was shocked he was shocked because um, the only time, even myself, when I get to, 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 to hear my father's voice is when Chiefs and Pirates were playing in Pirates 1. I know he's likely to call, to brag and say, no, uh, we've hammered you. Mm. And that's the, the only conversation that we've ever had. I'm almost 40 now. Mm. And that's the only thing that I know about him, that the Pirates yeah. fan, and then it ends there. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Thank you for, for sharing that with us, Mashiko. And yeah, sometimes you've got to be able to be that honest with, with the little ones and say, we've tried our best to connect you guys. 
Um, but obviously still do it within, you know, you know, the kids need to be old enough and mature enough to understand because these things are so complex. Um, I appreciate your call, Mashiko. Thank you for, for raising that with us. And thank you to, to Heidi Nessler, social worker, for guiding us through this conversation.